0: The The, the Mishnah gives us a a case of a person who has taken a neder not to provide any benefit to a particular person. This person will have no benefit from me. And the Mishnah goes into various questions. If the the person who made the neder is a Kohen, can he bring korbanot on behalf of the the other individual, and the other one is: Can he teach that person Torah? He's allowed to teach that person that he's made a neder that he won't have any benefit from him. He's allowed to teach, teach him medrash halachot agadot. In other words, Gemara he can teach him, but he can't teach him chumash. The Gemara goes into the question of why not of why not chumash. But on the first part of melamdo Midrash he can teach this person, so he's made a neder. so-and-so is going to have no benefit at all from me. Uh, and then this person comes and says, can you give me a Gemara shir? Can you learn Chavrusa with me? Can you teach me? He says, sure. Even though he's made such a neder, how does that work? Says the ran, medrash, mitzvot lav lehenot nitnu. Because mitzvahs are not given for the purpose of hano. and the ran... Thereby, on this piece of, of Mishnah, throws us into one of the major sugyot of Shas, which appears in many places, and it's, it's vast and, and very, very beautiful. The, the, the sugya of whether mitzvah is lehenos nisnu or not, whether mitzvahs are given to have benefit from them. And you'll see that Rabbi Kiva Eger, in his little notes on the side of the Gomorrah, notes on this run... See Rosh Hashanah, Daf with Aleph, and the Ture Evin Sham. The Ture Evin is written by the Shai Gersari, and he has a huge piece on that piece of Gemara. So the the places where this matter comes up is here. This is one of the the sources of it. The other we had a few Daf back on Daf and on in the case of a person who decides to um, who makes a Neder not to have benefit from a Sukkah. So are you allowed to sit in the sukkah? Is that called having benefit from it? And there too, we talk about mitzvahs. Love lehenes. You sit in the sukkah for the, the shame mitzvah. It's not for the purposes of hana'ah. It's not for that's not called benefiting. Uh, and then the other case is this: the case in, in Rosh Hashanah that Rabbi Kivege mentions, where a person. We have. We've got the Gemara in the next in the next source. Amar Aviyuda, shel lo yitzkav im if there's a shofar that belongs to an oiler, a person's given an animal as a korban ola, and then he cuts off the horn, and he wants to use the horn uh, as, as, a, as a shofar. He's not allowed to, but if he did, he's yotze. If it's a korban shlamim, a korban ola, the owner gets no benefit from it. It's completely burnt on the mesbah. The, the a shlomim is the opposite. A shlomim, the owner he can eat, it's one of the ways that they would uh, were permitted to have meat before meat was permitted, just just some common shlomim. You bring, you can bring one anytime. And And therefore, the kedusha the of a shlomim is less than the kedusha of an oiler. Lo yitaka, nevertheless, even a horn of an animal that has been set aside for a shlomim also cannot be used as a shofar. However, imtaka... Lo If you if you did blow it, you were not yotze. So and oylah, if you blew it, you yotze. a shlomim, if you blew it, you're not yotze. Why is that? Shlomim is less severe than oylah. So the Gemara explains. My time. Oylah bar meileh he came to ma'abah nafkel al chulin. There's a, there's an isur Me'ile. We've talked about Me'ile. We had it yesterday. Me'ile is using something that the Reboni is set aside for, or we've set aside for higher purpose, for the Reboni for the Besamikdash, and you use it for personal benefit, you're over me'ila. And part of the the action of me'ila, when you misuse an object that has been set aside for Kedusha and you use it for Chol, it ceases to be Kodesh. It takes the Kedusha away from it. That's the me'ila. Shlomim, there's no me'ilah by shlomim, you're not over, you don't do that transgression, so there's no process of me'ilah. So the, the the lighter side, although Ola is a more severe korban, there's more kedushah attached, attached to a burnt offering. Nevertheless, if you misuse it for your personal benefit, you're removing that kedushah because there was me'ilah. And now there's no kedusha attached to it, so if you blew the shofar of this particular animal, it wasn't the right thing to do. But it's, you've blown a shofar. But with shalomim, there's no meila, so it retains its kedusha, and at no time can you have that 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 benefit because hu de because the Isu remains attached to it from the nafki le-chudin. It doesn't become chol. It doesn't become ordinary. And then Rovah attacks this, this, this answer, Elo Amar, Rovah, and Rover says, echot zeve ve echot ze lo yotza. No, it makes no difference which one you you blow with. If you blow with a, a, a horn that belongs to an animal that has been set aside for a korban, lo yotza, you use it on Rosh Hashanah for shofer, you have to blow again with a regular shofer, you're not yotze. Hadar Amar, later on Rovah said, I made a mistake. It's always very important, these gemaras where you've got a... Rover, one of the greatest Amoraim that ever was, and and he's not afraid to say later on in his life, Hodo, I've changed my mind. People evolve, people develop, people learn more. Uh, you, you don't have to be stuck in your assumptions and your conclusions of your youth. As you grow and you develop, your ideas develop as well. And Rava's Hodo, when he said no, in both cases Yotzah. So. The fact is, it doesn't matter if you use a. A horn of an animal which is dedicated as an olah, as a burnt offering, or you use the horn of an animal that's dedicated as a shlamim, you shouldn't do that. But if you did, yata you don't have to blow again. Why? Mitzvah is lavelehen snisnu because you got no personal benefit from blowing the horn. You were mukayim mitzvah. So you see here the separation of benefit and kiyum mitzvah. That you can be mikhaim mitzvah, that doesn't mean that you've benefited from it. So that obviously leads us into all sorts of questions. But you've done a mitzvah, isn't that a benefit? You're going to get schar for doing the mitzvah, isn't that a benefit? What happens if you enjoy the sound of a shofar? You've been waiting for it all year and you hear the sound of shofar, is that not a benefit? That's, the, that's what this whole sugya deals with. And Rashi on that Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, this is a famous Rashi for which, which he gets, as, as you'll see by the way we'll understand the Rashi, he gets an unfair, bad knock in the in the world of Torah, this for Rashi. Because Rashi says, Lo nitnu lehenot nitnu The mitzvahs were not given to the Jewish people to, to enjoy them. Liyot ki umam lahem hana'a. Hashem didn't give us the mitzvahs to give us a nice time. Ela ol nitnu. They've been given to us as a yoke on our necks. So it's a real kind of Litvish and kind of, kind of approach. Not, you can see quite clearly Rashi was not a Chosid he uh, was a Musa, this is mitzvahs are not to enjoy mitzvahs are tough mitzvahs are rough mitzvahs are there to discipline us they're there as a as a burden on our on our shoulders on our neck that's what mitzvahs are for so if you do a mitzvah and you had benefit from it it wasn't from the mitzvah that's not what mitzvah is about you had benefit from who knows what uh, but you had some kind of emotional benefit but it's not from the mitzvah but if you look at the Rashi carefully, what Rashi says is, and he emphasizes, not they were not given to the Jewish people. So, so as to give the Jewish people pleasure. It doesn't mean there is no pleasure in doing the mitzvot. It means that's not the purpose for which they were given. They were given to fulfill Hashem's will. They, they were given, we have a responsibility. The mitzvahs are our responsibility. Um, it, it, it's like, imagine you had an employee and you say to him, why are you doing the work that you're doing? He says, because I enjoy it. That's not such a good thing. Because what happens one day, he wakes up and says, I don't feel like it. Uh, it you, do, you do you do it because that's the job for which you're being paid and for which you're employed. That's your responsibility. That you enjoy, it is fine. That's an aside. But that should not be why you're doing it. And so it is with the mitzvot. You might enjoy sitting in a sukkah and it's lovely and it's nice, especially in good weather, but as the um, as Joseph says in the 2, part of the reason that Sukkot is given to us in Tishrei and not in Nisan is we're not meant to do it for that reason. On the contrary, it starts to get chilly and it starts to get rainy. And that's the time we sit in the sukkah. It's not because of it being uh, there being pleasure. If it's a warm day and you happen to have pleasure, that's fine. But don't confuse that with the emotion of the mitzvah. And this is very important because we're learning here from this Rashi and, and, and the sugya what we should tune into when we're doing a mitzvah. It's all too easy to tune into cheap emotions, uh, and one can uh, feel these emotions. Emotions can be imaginary. Emotion re, em, emotions are things, things we can conjure up. But the true feeling of a mitzvah is, this is my responsibility as a Jewish person, to be Mekayim the Torah. I've learned Masech T'Sukkah. I know the Torah and the Aruch of, of of Hilcha T'Sukkah. I've learned the Mogen Avrom and the, and the Taz on Masech T'Sukkah. Uh, I've, I, I've learned the Mishnah bru on, on, on Hilchah Now I want to fulfill I want to take all that Torah and put it into practice. The, the mitzvahs are the kiyum, the fulfillment of the of Torah. The and um, that's why the, the, the mitzvahs, the Rashis Yitzchokhmah, talks about how the, the mitzvahs are the pre, or the fruit of the tree. The tree is the Torah. The, the mitzvot are sustained. The, the thrill of a mitzvah, and, and the beauty of a mitzvah is that you're taking the Lomdes, you're taking what you've learned, and you're putting it into practice. The, the real thrill is in the learning of the Torah. We'll see, that, we'll see that in a moment. Understanding the Torah, understanding Hashem's will, understanding how the world works, that's the real thrill. Now you've got an opportunity to put it into practice. That's fine. That's, that's our responsibility. We can put it into practice. But what we're putting into practice is what we've learned. Uh, and that's why it's important to, to have some kind of learning in each of the mitzvahs that we do, to have some kind of knowledge and understanding of them so that it changes the mitzvah. The mitzvah. <coughs> and you'll see that that's the meaning of Rashi from Rabbeinu Avro Minahar. We've spoken about him frequently, especially on Masechtim and the where he says, What does it mean you don't get benefit from the mitzvah? oseh gufo. The motivation is not physical pleasure. You may get physical pleasure out of it. That's fine. Nobody holds that against you. But that's not what drives you. When you sit into the sukkah, you come into the sukkah, you're not doing it because, ah, this is beautiful. You come to the sukkah because, wow, I'm being became all of your sukkah. Look at this. The defanot of the sukkah, the... Sach of the Sukkah, all these halochas that I've been learning and learning and learning with Gemara and Rashi and Tosfus and Rishonim and Turun Shuchanorach, and here I'm actually living it. That, that's the mitzvah, that you happen to enjoy it, that's a side thing. You're doing your job. You're doing what you're obligated to do. That's the, that's the intent of coming into a, 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 into a Sukkah. And then elsewhere he says, He doesn't do it for himself. To do what Hashem commanded him. limud, but what about Limut Tura? Limut is a different category. The mitzvah of Talmud torah is to have fun. That's the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. To enjoy it, to find, to understand this, this picture of, of absolute truth and to enjoy the knowledge of, and the clarity of how the world operates. That's what mitzvah Talmud Torah is. It's different from any other mitzvah. Talmud, lehenot. And therefore you can't say this with Talmud Torah, mitzvahs lehenot nidnu. No, when it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, they, there is a hanor, there is a, a pleasure in, in the learning of Torah, and that is the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. The Nefesh HaChayim, the great Talmud of, of the Vilna Gaon, writes that that's mitzvah Talmud Torah Lishma. Learning Torah Lishma, he says, it's not Lishmo, it's not L'Shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm learning for God's sake. You keep the mitzvah sukkah for God's sake, you put on tefillin for God's sake, but you learn Torah Lishma for its sake as an end in itself, because it's so delightful. It's so brilliant, it's so amazing. And and I worry a lot today, we've talked about it before, that the mitzvah Talmud Torah is becoming like all the other Mitzvahs, something you check off. I went to Davning, I put on my Twilin, I learned the Duff, and I you know, played tennis and went to gym and uh, I did all these things and you check them off. That's not mitzvah Talmud Torah. Mitzvah's Torah is I've got you inside, wow. So I'd say, gee, what I've just learnt, it's so amazing, it's so beautiful. That's what mitzvahs Talmud Torah is, and not to be learning that way is a tragedy, because then one isn't really getting to the essence of Talmud Torah. And the Taz writes in in Yeridea, um "Lo mitzvot." a lovely this mitzvah is not the same as other mitzvahs which were not are not given for pleasure. in learning Torah there is pleasure. asks the Taz. So then our Mishnah, if, you, if you're learning Torah, you've got to get pleasure. If you're a Mudar Hanav, you've said this person will get no pleasure from him, from me. Why can I teach him Torah? We've got the Chazal that says, just as Hashem says, I taught Torah for, for nothing. That doesn't mean, says the Taz, just that I don't get paid for it. I taught you Torah even if I wouldn't get pleasure from it. I teach you Torah because you've got to know Torah. So, Although in learning Torah there's a great joy in the teaching of Torah whether or not there's a joy is irrelevant you've got to teach Torah in any case I'm not I'm not worried I, I, any benefit I get from it is secondary I have a duty and a responsibility to teach just as Hashem taught the Torah and the Tal, the sochet the most important sefer on on il chab's writes in the in the hakdama, ikar mitzvot li mut torali yot sas vsameach umit aneg bilimudah. The joy of learning Torah is to be alive and enjoy, and enjoy it and and have a great deal of fun in in the limud Torah. And it's, it's so, it just it aligns us and gives us a sense of what we need to be aiming for. That doesn't mean to have fun from the social togetherness of the Torah. You get people together and, and the Maggid Shu makes a lot of jokes and tells stories and and everybody loves it. That's not what the mitzvah, that's not the Simcha of limuter. The Simcha of is to understand a toast and say, wow, that explains so much. To understand a piece of Gemara and say, wow, that, that explains how the, how the world works that explains something of my life, the clarity that comes from that, that that I've struggled to understand this difficult piece of Gomorrah and it's come to me and now I have that clarity. It's in the actual process of Limut Torah. Mm -hmm. And to turn Limut Torah into a transactional action, into a transactional mitzvah is is a terrible tragedy and we're missing the the essence of it. So, although there's obviously a benefit in going through pages and learning, and and, and that's very transactional. There's some kind, there's some benefit in it, obviously. As Chaim Voloshin says, there's benefit in saying to as well, even though you don't really understand what you're saying. There's benefit in it. But the real mitzvah of Talmud Torah that we're talking about. That's lehenot, that's to really get geschmack, to really enjoy what it is that, that, that you're learning. Uh, and I would hope that you all that, that come every morning, early in the morning before davening to learn matmonim, it's not just because you're checking it off your list of today, the <laughs> but because you walk away. Hopefully, at least that's what I aim for with some sense of, wow, the Torah is amazing. Uh each, each day we learn something completely different that is relevant to us in some way. We can take the principle in some way, action the principle and, and, and live it out uh, in some way or another. So that's just touching the very, very tip of the iceberg of, of the sugi of Mitzvah's lovely Henness Nittner, which the run just throws us right into with a casual remark here, the difficult Rashi on Rosh Hashanah, how we've explained Rashi and, and the Rabbi Navarro Ahara confirming that explanation, and then the Taz and the Igle and the Tal making the differentiation between one mitzvah which is given to us for joy and pleasure, and that's the mitzvah of the study of Torah.